0: Digital is the future, and we are that future. Touch HD. Well, guys, today I am chatting in the studio with Mornay Frey, who is the winemaker at the beautiful, beautiful, beautiful Dele Graf Estate in Stellenbosch. Mornay, hi. Thanks for joining me on Touch.
1: Hi, Kerry. Okay, how are you?
0: Good. Are <laughs> oh, you finished your harvest?
1: No, we'll finish next week, end of next week. It's all a big cabs and stuff that's still hanging so they need another week and I've tasted it today and they just, I think that another week or so they will be ready
0: it's been quite a tricky vintage hey
1: yeah, absolutely it's been very
0: really, you know uh,
1: confusing with some this early ripening right, right earlier than other years and I think in, uh, we're only about two weeks earlier and uh, mm. everybody's got their record um, uh, harvest in terms of finishing you know it's never yeah. the first time in many years that people harvest it so early
0: yes And were you getting the sort of fruit ripeness that you wanted so early? Because that's sort of what you need. I mean, you don't go to Woolies and buy a green pawpaw, do you? Yeah,
1: absolutely. Mm. No, I think I'm very excited with the the red wine. I mean, uh, last year was quite a challenging harvest and this year I mean we get very good structure, amazing colour, good depth. Um, I'm actually super excited. I mean, last year this time I was a bit more nervous about the vintage. Really? But all the stuff I see now is really nice. So ripeness has been an issue. We um, had to kind of just wait it out. And But there's, we had also a very hot January as well as um, a very like few hot hot days in February that just pushed things forward. So yes. um, I'm very excited.
0: So. From what I can gather, there was also rain when you didn't really expect rain, and there was wind, and there was all kinds of things that you needed to deal with with your with your vineyards, hey?
1: Yeah, absolutely. A bizarre harvest. I mean, I, there was just like pictures of with vineyard that blew completely blew over. Um, mm. So they were very strong. The black south Easter was just pumping for for the whole weekend. Mm. We saw a bit of damage, especially in the leaves. A lot of the leaves got a bit of that leathery character in terms of got quite hard, and so that kind of also played around a bit with the ripeness. Mm. But um, the rain wasn't as big. I mean, we we're very lucky. I see there's no rain forecast for the next week or so. So that kind of gives us time to just gently harvest and take mm. our time. You know, so, um.
0: Now, Mornay, before we start speaking about your beautiful wine farm and the wine yeah. that you make, I just wanted to give my listeners a little bit of a heads up on who Mornay the man is. <laughs> you You did a couple of vintages in France and Germany before you started really making wine in South Africa, didn't you?
1: Yes, um, before that I was assistant in Estellenbos and then I decided to travel, so I was abroad for about five years, um, mainly Bordeaux, Germany, a bit of England, New Zealand, so we kind of travelled, just kind of make wine everywhere to get that exposure.
0: Mm. And where in, Bordeaux, where in Bordeaux did you make wine?
1: So, uh, Saint-Emilion, all, all, har- all four harvests, and um, it was quite nice producers there.
0: Santa probably one of the prettiest towns in the world, really, isn't it?
1: No, it's brilliant. I mean, I'm quite fortunate. I think I've spent a year of my life in that beautiful city. It's a beautiful place. I know, place.
0: it's gorgeous. Yeah. And when you came back from, from travel travels, did you go straight to Delay?
1: Yes. Yeah. I was actually I was busy with harvesting Bordeaux and decided after five years of sleeping on couches and different beds. <laughs> I was just over it. I just want to come home. So like, then I got the job at Del Air. So was, that was 2007, December. So yeah, it's 13 vintages.
0: Is it that long ago? God, yes. I can't yeah. believe you were such a baby when you came home and you were such a little boy when you went to <laughs> Yeah, I still had hair then, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All of us. <laughs> so the other day, yes.
1: um,
0: Karen came and dropped a bottle of bung hook on my desk and I need to try and explain to my listeners about this wine the packaging is completely and utterly gorgeous it's in this beautiful box and just like everything that Dele does it's classy and it's understated but elegant and beautiful and then yesterday because I knew that I was going to be chatting to you today I opened the bottle at Norman Goodfellows and Natalie and Rochelle and I had a sip of this completely and utterly beautiful wine. Tell us a little bit about the birth of Hook and what is, what is in the bottle and what's the whole idea behind the wine?
1: All right, I think it's, to start with the name, the Banuk is, um, if you know the Banuk it's one of the, the smallest wards in Stellenbosch wine region, but it's also one of the smallest. And this area is just starting to really come up with brilliant Chardonnay's Brilliant Cabernet and of uh, course brilliant Cabernet Franc. So this valley is really becoming quite quite interesting for for those three varieties. Yes. And so we just in 2016, which was quite a tough vintage, um, we had late rain with the Cabernet and the Cabernet Franc was just that year absolutely fantastic. It was the first year we could. I was really like super excited about the quality and so we decided that year to kind of just celebrate the harvest 2006 having quite a tough harvest and this cabernet franc component was just so good so mm-hmm. we, we started playing around with the blends and i just looked at some Cab Cab components to go with it and it ended up being a blend of about um, i think the, the final blend is about 55 percent cabernet franc of the oldest block of cabernet franc uh, on the estate and just blended with 33 percent of uh, Cab sav Uh, for the vineyard just next to it. So both planted in 1999. Brilliant site, no virus. Um, And then a little bit of uh, Petit Vido and Malbec. So um, just kind of celebrating the the vintage and just this beautiful kind of style and also celebrating what Banuk is good at.
0: Well, you know, Cabernet Franc is one of my favorite, favorite red grapes. Mm. And it's, it's quite difficult to make Cabernet Franc that stands on its own. It always needs, I think, a little bit of a shove and a push from maybe... Um, Cabernet and Merlot and as you say, maybe a bit of Petit Vaudot. The French are not so stupid with their five way blend. They've made some beautiful wines for many hundreds of years. So we do need to take a leaf out of their book. But I I poured this wine of yours into a very beautiful Riedel glass and I let it stand there for a bit because I didn't have a decanter at my shop. And about five or ten minutes later, I took my first sip. That wine is liquid velvet, Monet. It is so beautiful. The, um, I didn't even know what the blend was. Um, I didn't want to know. I'm going to ask you now what sort of percentages. I know I could smell the Cabernet Franc more than anything because it's very prevalent. But what's gone into that wine?
1: So I said it's about um, 53% Cab Franc, 35% Cab South, and then 9% Petit Vida and 3% Malbec. It's been and only about 16 months in about 50% New France because that normally we'd stay to 18 to 20 months, but with the 16 vintage being quite a delicate, velvety vintage, I don't want to really overpower this yeah. time. In oak. Well, the
0: wood, the oak is hardly even noticeable. I mean, the wine is just... I keep on saying to all my wine makers, the older I get, the more worried I am or the more conscious I am of texture and mouthfeel. And you know, it can smell, it can have all the aromatics in the world, but if it doesn't have that beautiful texture in your mouth, you don't really want to put it in your mouth. End of story. And you've just somehow managed to get with all your wines, you know that I'm probably the biggest fan of Bortmaskop in the whole wide world. I sell more than anybody. I know I love that wine. You managed to get a texture and a mouthfeel to all your wines and i don't know how how do you get that balance
1: uh, yeah i think it's really uh, we, we make use of a lot of the whole berry fermentation kind of tannin management especially this year 20, 20 is going to be it's quite tough to manage the tannins and mm. not to try to over extract too much and we normally start quite low on tannins and kind yes. of build it up with oak and yes. kind of play around to get that texture and also the texture um, on this specific, the Bandung Blend, I think it definitely comes from the age of the vineyards. Um, it's twenty-year-old vineyards, yeah. um, and that it definitely counts. That texture, that kind of mouthfeel, the richness you get—you yes. don't get that type of character or texture on the young vine No, so, and it's don't. all virus-free, it's like 100% zero virus on those those vineyards. How do you and keep
0: just, how do you keep your vineyards virus-free? Because I mean, what do you do if your neighbours have got virus? There's not much you can do, is there?
1: You know, it's a very difficult um, thing, and it's for me it's, very, it's one of the Few things, like um, tough things, in the industry that we don't really need. Yeah. I mean, we already have channels with challenges with so many other challenges, and, um, and viruses. This is other thing that is really kind of really gives us a big, big issues. But yeah, we're very lucky. This vineyard is. It seems to have quite a big resistance against uh, virus, especially the Cabernet Franc block. It's unbelievable how resistant these. I mean, we normally pull out if we see a virus, is divine we will pull out the vine and replace it with a uh, healthy vine and so it's, it's a constant Do you manage battle.
0: It's a constant moving target yeah yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Absolutely. but so you can definitely
0: taste when the wine is is made from virus-free vineyards you absolutely. can definitely yes, dead fruit. make such yeah, exactly. vibrant light pretty bright fruit you know it's gorgeous so what was the idea behind the bunhook blend because you've got your director's reserve you've got you've got any amount of other things mm. why why the bunhook
1: blend well i think it's a nice uh, to use, we've already got 2017 and 18 in bottle uh, mm. of the bannock, and it's definitely the focus here is Cabernet Franc um, the focus, I mean we have such a brilliant block of Cabernet Franc and it always uh, goes with, like some of them still goes to the Botnascope and it was almost I mean Cab Franc is the second biggest component in the Botnascope mm. um, that's why I love it, it so much <laughs> <laughs> and um, we just need to kind of Celebrate the fact that we can make good cabernet, Frank, and franken, it, but I do agree that it does need a bit of cabernet and a bit of something else. Yeah, it just, just needs kind of a little bit of a
0: prod and a push from, yeah. from one or two helpers in the vineyard, you know. But so it the,
1: is gorgeous. Mm, thanks. The, but the other one is definitely just a nice, another kind of wine for the estate, and really kind of. I'm a big fan of. Um, using estate wine and estate fruit and kind of bottle it separate. It's yes. very uh, really, really close and close a sense of place and you know, sense around you. It's really summarized quite a nice...
0: Well, you know, close. I I have a very sort of discerning listenership through Touch HD and I hope that a lot of them who are listening are going to come down to the Cape and hopefully stick their head into Dele Craft because it is probably one of the most beautiful estates in the Cape and fabulous restaurants and things. If they do come down, do they need to book cellar tastings or wine tastings or do, are they just there happening on a daily basis?
1: Yeah, so cellar tastings uh, well like wine lunch tastings are open every day all day. Um, normally in big seasons there's a little bit of a waiting list but we don't take bookings, so that's brilliant but then of course if you want to have lunch or dinner with advice um, to book uh, rather because it's quite a popular restaurant, and yes. rather not be disappointed and just booking in advance.
0: Yes, and Monet, anything else that I need to know that's exciting, or maybe a treat, or something that's coming out of your cellar? Have you got anything hidden away that we need to know about?
1: I think for me, that my favorite wine at the moment, and it's your favorite wine, is the, that it's a 2017 Botmaskop. It's oh. really, I think that that's one of my favorite and best vintages of the wine, Everybody is really talking about. 2015 being so great, but I think really the, the gem in the, in our portfolio at the moment for me is really the Botmascope 2017. It's got that, really? we'll talk about that X Factor, it's got a nice little oh. uh, finesse, it's kind of a, that, that sixth sense, you know, that really that it, other character, that the 15 that doesn't have, and that just that's a brilliant one, I'm super excited.
0: Botmascope is the sexiest red one Botmaskop and Villafonte C, the two sexiest wines yeah, coming out of the Cape at the moment. And it's so well-priced for what it is. I don't know how you manage to keep the price where it is, but for anybody mm. who's looking for something completely and utterly drop-dead gorgeous for this coming weekend, the Dele Graf it's, it's Cabernet Franc, but it's cab-driven, isn't it? I mean yeah, it's, it's cab, cab.
1: It's about 72% cab and 13 cab franc, and then a little bit of Petit Miller, Malbec. Um, but as I say, the 17 that we're currently selling is just absolutely
0: brilliant. Well, I haven't got... Have i got 17 in my shop at the moment. I absolutely. thought I was still on 16.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. I'll have a check and see. And of course, if you don't feel like red wine, because we're having some beautiful sunny autumn days in Johannesburg at the moment, there's nothing nicer than a gorgeous glass of Delaire craft Chardonnay. You've got yeah. two. You've got two
1: Chardonnay's. Yeah, huh? Three Chardonnay's. Actually. Three? Okay. Yeah, Just so ask. we got the terrace block. That's a really nice single vineyard, 3,000 bottles. Um, we make it from the kind of terrace vineyard. It's about um, 19 terraces that was cut into the, the hill. A really spectacular site. Um, but that's the uh, about three thousand bottles, and then but the one that I've actually recommended currently is uh, we do a summer called Chardonnay. That's kind of a mm-hmm. uh, kind of easy easy style, uh, light lighter style. It's gorgeous, so much,
0: clean, and fresh with a beautiful. You no know, big
1: influence of oak. Mm-hmm. Lovely Chardonnay for like hot summer's day. Or, or, yeah,
0: or, beautiful yeah. plate of prawn pasta or yeah. something with that Chardonnay. Monet, you're such a genuine. I mean, you're just a genuine gem in the Stellenbosch Thanks. crown. And we love your wine. We absolutely love what you do. The banhook is super special. It is also super expensive, I think. It's about 2,000 <laughs> rand a bottle, isn't it? Two thousand eight hundred,
1: 800 sellable.
0: Mm. It's worth every sip and every cent, I think. For those of you who feel like spending that much money on a bottle of wine, it really is worth every cent and every sip. It's called De La and it's the banhook. And it's a cab, cab franc, pétit Have you got... Have you got Miller and Malbec in there?
1: No, it's Petit and um, Malbec. Okay. Cabernet, Frank, Cabernet, S.O., Petit and Malbec. So it's a four-way
0: Bordeaux-style yep. blend, and it is absolutely delicious. Monet, thank you so much. Good luck That's with great. the rest of your harvest. Always lovely to chat, and thank you for your beautiful
1: wine. Oh, great. I'm looking forward to seeing you when I'm in Joburg next.
0: Come and visit us. We need you our winemakers in Joburg. Oh, fantastic. Thanks for okay. Bye-bye. All the best. Bye. Bye. Digital is the future, and we are that
1: future. We Touch HD.